this is, I think, part of the issue with a lot of guys getting scammed are, you know, just wasting their time and their emotions and ultimately, of course, a certain amount of their money when they come here because they automatically start pedestalizing all the women. And this frame where she is the lady, I'm a lady, you have to please. And, um, you know, to all her whims, <laughs> you know, because she is milady uh, is a terrible frame. Привет, привет, and greetings from very sunny Mykolaiv in the south of Ukraine. It is autumn. We're in October, but the sun is shining. Uh, not quite the weather for a t-shirt anymore here in the south of Ukraine, but still pretty nice weather we're having. And if you're wondering where Mykolaiv is, it's about two hours to the east of Odessa, a city that you're more familiar with, I am sure. And this is actually the perfect location, I think, for today's video, which is about five examples of bad dating advice that I see from dating gurus or dating coaches or matchmakers advising Western men about dating here in Ukraine. I'm going to make this video, this podcast, Vodka Vodkas, specific to Ukraine, not all of the former Soviet Union because there are a lot of nuances between the different countries and nearly all the dating advice is focused on this country anyways because this is where the kind of mail order bride industry has been focused on even more than in Russia over the last 10-20 years and I see even if it's not you know that's a misnomer to call a mail order bride but most people understand what I mean by that and yeah the international dating agencies or matchmakers they focus more on this country for a variety of reasons and I see appalling advice in my opinion so I'm going to run through five examples of that and the first one I want to talk about is this notion that Ukrainian women are just waiting sitting around all day here in a city like Mykolaiv uh, for a Western white knight a good man from the West to come and save them and take them away to America or Western Europe wherever it happens to be now you do have some women that would like to leave and are sitting around because maybe they're unemployed and maybe they just have nothing else going in life but those women tend thanks to things like Instagram and be able to market themselves to foreign men without the need of sitting around randomly or necessarily waiting for a you know going to a matchmaker or something like that they don't tend to stay for very long here in Ukraine if they are so inclined and actually most of the women you're gonna meet in Ukraine uh, nowadays are not so keen on First of all, leaving Ukraine, because things are actually improving quite a lot in Ukraine over the last decade, I would say. And the quality of life has gotten better in general compared to definitely the last five years. And they don't see the fact that you are Western is necessarily as attractive as it would have been 10 years ago, 20 years ago and whatnot. And in fact, the reason why this is the perfect city to shoot this video in and start with that first uh, piece bad piece of advice if someone is telling you that that yeah they're just waiting for a good man from the West to come and save them is that I remember reading about this city a few years ago and I found some I guess it was a marriage agency site and they had written on their site that <laughs> Mikolaev had seven women for every man and uh, I was thinking wow that must be crazy I mean I must come to this city 
and it sounds like paradise if you're a single guy for seven women for every man right it just sounds crazy first of all if i think that existed anywhere it wouldn't exist for very long <laughs> i think we'd all just go there we'd all move to such a city in ukraine and Nikolaev is known as the city of brides and i'm going to shoot a vlog here and explain a little bit more about that but basically it's nothing to do with uh, there have been seven women for every man. Actually, the reason it was called the City of Brides originally was actually because it was the other way around. There were all these men who came here to work in the shipbuilding industry when the city was founded as a Russian city. And actually, they needed to get brides to come and marry the men because the actual uh, gender makeup of the city that was completely flipped the other way around. And nowadays, you know, I wasn't actually able to get a stat for you know, women under say 35 compared to men under 35 for this particular city. But in Ukraine in general, there's actually more men. And uh, this city still st tends to have a lot of shipbuilding and whatnot. Industry that tends to attract more men than women uh, overall. So walking around here and having a look and uh, being out in cafes and that, I see uh, giving women out pushing prams. Uh, who are maybe you know 30 years of age i don't know if they're a single mom or they're just uh they're married here <laughs> but i definitely don't see any uh gender imbalance i think i see probably an average a little bit more men on the streets and in the cafes and bars and whatever so i don't know if that's a reflection of the whole city but it does not look like there are seven seven women for every man so that's the kind of thing that you come here and they're just all waiting around for the western white night now you do have those some girls you do have some girls like that of course still see moving to America as a very good option moving to Western Europe uh, but the thing is moving to Western Europe is actually relatively easy uh, because now you have a visa free for Schengen so they can go and actually in fact hang out there for six months a year anyways or even work I guess it's gotten a lot easier to get a work visa or study study abroad there then you do have obviously you know if you buy into that you're gonna probably face an issue like the green card girls as I like to call them the girls who really are like they just want to get to the West uh, and they don't really care and they will use a man basically to get their green card and then once they're there you have what's what I call the value gap because here in Ukraine they are you know there's a lot more competition as a woman and um, the men are we'll say less it's a it's a it's a poorer country obviously than going to Western Europe or America so what happens is maybe you know putting looks one out of ten or her value on the dating market here we'll say as guys we tend to evaluate looks uh, for biological reasons first was when women tend to have a more whole uh, we'll say a dual uh, strategy we'll, we'll say looks plus uh, socioeconomic status right normally um, of course personality does play a role as well but this is primarily since we are mammals what we look at when we're looking at what's good mating match and see if she's say a, a six here she's probably going to appear from a guy to a guy who comes from the states has been maybe an eight or nine and that's the problem when he gets her back to his small town in washington like with the other vodcasts i shot with the 90 day fiance uh couple well then she's a nine and that's a small town and he's uh yeah he's not a he's not even a six he's probably a four there so maybe he's a five whatever but then you have this massive value gap and what happens as what happened the 90 day fiance well she was kind of secure there eh why stay with this guy who's uh you know four five or six when i'm a nine and i can basically have the top guy here and that's basically what she did in that series so you do have that issue with the green card girls so they do exist uh but you probably want to be very wary of them i don't really advise you marrying one for sure as well so definitely here girls are not starving and desperate uh it's not the 1990s and um you know i I always like to quote this, quote this Danish guy who once heard, and he said that you can buy a girl in Ukraine for the price of a sandwich. 
uh, not sure how expensive your sandwiches are in Denmark. Maybe if it's a, you know, you're paying, I don't know, 10K for a sandwich, maybe, maybe that's the price, but definitely not for the price of a sandwich. That's complete baloney. Comes from this, uh, you know, a combination of factors that Ukraine is like some uh, third world country that everyone's desperate to leave. And there was a time when that was the case back in the 90s, but this is not the reality today. So definitely if someone is telling you that, and that you should go there just simply because uh, you know you have that American passport or that British passport in general here in Ukraine uh, definitely in big cities like Kiev Odessa that's probably not going to be uh, much value to you nowadays uh, very rare but maybe in a smaller town it is maybe in a village uh, but here in Mykolaiv I have to say that even there was a British guy who I met who recognized me for the channel over the weekend and uh, yeah, I mean, no one cared about the fact that he was British in the in the bar. Zero, he got zero, 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 zero value uh, from being British necessarily. So that's just the reality. And don't uh, fall into the trap and think you're just going to fly over and all the girls will be like, you know, swooning over you because you are from America. Uh, it doesn't really work like that nowadays. So the second really bad piece of uh, dating advice, in my opinion, that I see often is and it's kind of something that's a red flag for me as a dating coach <clears throat> or an advisor about dating here. They refer to every single woman in Ukraine as a lady. Now, there are times in English where you would refer to someone as a lady, uh, but just the fact that they're female <laughs> and Ukrainian does not often make them a lady. And what is the problem with that? Well, one of the problems is it's automatically pedestalizing the woman that she is a lady, that she's some sort of goddess that needs to be worshipped and basically cash splashed on her, I guess is what the bottom line is. Well, uh, any, in my opinion, any dating coach or any advisor or any matchmaker or anything who automatically refers to every woman as a lady is pedestalizing the women straight away. And if they get you to talk like that, you are going to be pedestalizing them and you're going to be in a very weak frame and you're probably going to get eaten alive in Ukraine. That's just what happens. So this is for me a big red flag in the advice. The second thing is if they are some sort of matchmaker and they are looking for you to spend money on their services, well, what's likely to happen uh, when you're referring to lady, uh, ladies and gentlemen? Well, you're going to be the gentleman to take out your credit card and stop paying for lots of stuff. You're probably going to be easier to persuade that you need to buy her flowers, even though you've never met her before. And again, even further pedestalize her and maybe start even sponsoring her or what, or what not. So basically this frame where you are the gentleman and I'm paying for everything just willy nilly simply because she's a lady is a very weak frame. And this is, I think, part of the issue with a lot of guys getting scammed or you know, just wasting their time and their emotions and ultimately, of course, a certain amount of their money when they come here because they automatically start pedestalizing all the women. And this frame where she is the lady, I'm a lady you have to please and, um, you know, to all her whims, <laughs> you know, because she is the lady uh, is a terrible frame. Actually, the other dating coaches I've seen on um, on YouTube in general, I think Rich Cooper always uses that example, uh, you know, my lady desires. So, that expression terrible frame and any coach who's setting it up um, or advisor or matchmaker or whatever if they're using the word lady all the time that's a huge red flag and you have to be careful because falling into that frame is going to be detrimental to your success here so as a segue into our point three and then with what we're dealing with there also in part I guess is chivalry right when we say milady and the gentleman and whatnot and that plays into another big misdescription I find with respect to um, 
society here in Ukraine that Ukrainian women are traditional. Now, there are some things that may seem in the dating culture here are definitely more antiquated than in the West. Like, I think there are more chivalrous things, like men would tend to pull out the, the chair for the woman, take her coat on the date and all this. I think that's actually starting to fade with the younger generations amongst Ukrainians. But definitely there is a little bit of that, but they are not traditional in the sense like you might think if you're coming from the West. For example, things like the birth rates here are extremely low. They're actually lower than the West. I think it's about 1.3 uh, is the fertility rate in Ukraine. So they're not all just you know, getting married and had popping out 10 kids like would have been the traditional role of a woman just to basically procreate and look after the household. Um, on top of that, divorce rates higher here, that's everywhere in Eastern Europe than in the West as well. It's normally oscillating somewhere around 50 to 60% plus or minus. Uh, so again, not something you really you know, associate with a traditional society. I do have another podcast about that. I'll put all the relevant podcasts, you know, for your education that you might have missed up in cards down below in the description. Go just check them out. Like I, I made a point in the other podcast that really traditional women in Eastern Europe, if we have a definition that Eastern Europe also goes to the Caucasus, well, you're going to find a lot more traditional women in places like Armenia and Georgia where, you know, the, the divorce rate isn't anything like as high and they, they do have uh, a more traditional outlook like they believe they should be in general virgins when they get married that's a lot more common in a place like Armenia is not the norm here in a place like Ukraine so there are definitely some things that they that are that are more in the courtship process we'll say a little bit more traditional than if you come from the west like there's no going 50 50 going Dutch or anything like that in Ukraine if it's a date that's for sure then paying the date but then you also have to be of course more assertive and you're the one in control and leading all the time being and that's something i always emphasize here like you do, you're not just giving into every whim of milady <laughs> if you're doing that and paying for it you end up being a simp 100 percent. so whilst it is um different for sure and there certainly are elements that are what we would see as more traditional or a little bit more old-fashioned uh in terms of gender roles here like women for sure do see more the priority in terms of child reading i think here than more in the west if they have a child more likely to sort of sacrifice whatever career there are than they would in the West. That's that's something I definitely see. But globally, this is not super traditional as a society. It's just, it's different and has a different history in terms of uh, female emancipation. Like here in the Soviet Union, basically Soviets emancipated women and they were made go out and work, <laughs> for example. And um, yeah, they, it's just a very different history. They didn't have to say fight for their rights as much as they did in the West. They're actually just given them here uh, by the Soviets when they were in power. And then we obviously went in the post-Soviet uh, era in the 90s and things changed again. And then women actually got the kind of the right not to work. And a lot of them took advantage of that. So just don't fall into the mindset this is some sort of traditional utopia before there was any feminism. I would say that definitely radical feminism is not very popular in Eastern Europe whatsoever. It's actually the birthplace of femin, a feminist uh, uh, organization that used to do a lot of... Uh, topless stuff you associate all these tall beautiful ukrainian girls running around topless uh getting attention for themselves and their radical feminist cause but actually they had to leave ukraine or they decided to leave ukraine because they weren't getting much local support here they actually found there more support in the west so outside of radical feminism which definitely isn't a thing uh i wouldn't really go as far to say things are traditional here in ukraine and definitely there are other countries in the former Soviet where things are a lot more traditional than you're going to find here so uh, people tend to be playing up this traditional card I don't really understand the dynamics of dating here um, 
or they just simply want, want to feed you <laughs> an alternative universe to what you're going to find in reality. So the fourth example of bad dating advice that I see is kind of a claim that I see from certain, and it's usually to do with matchmakers, maybe a dating site. They like to say that we have the marriage-minded ladies. They're all in our, in our database. They're all looking for, seriously looking for marriage. Right, so there are two things about that. First of all, this is a complete cold read because in my opinion, 99.9% .9 of Ukrainian women are marriage-minded if they meet the right guy, of course. Not marriage-minded for anyone. And then we have the serious ladies looking for marriage. It kind of smacks a little bit of desperation, right? <laughs> That's the bottom line because all women here basically, bar probably a few random exceptions, are marriage-minded if they meet a guy that they actually want to be married to. This is a complete cold read. Um, so they always like to claim we have the marriage-minded ladies. I mean... Pfft, all women are marriage-minded and actually what they tend to attract and that's not to say that these women are bad people it's just they tend to attract women who have less options if they go to an international dating agency why because women who have options they don't have to do very much they basically have a, a huge amount of time figuring out how to vet out all the bad options that they have right so they open their Instagram they have 50 unsolicited messages they put they they decide to just put up a very quick tinder profile they get a gazillion matches and they're like ah I have to filter through all these I have to be careful about who I match with because then you know they have to best time in it actually I remember that when I went to Brazil a few years ago I opened up Tinder and I just went swiping everybody just to see how many matches get. I got a, I got some ridiculous number of matches. I remember even on the free stuff because I then you run out of swipes. It was just like 300 or something insane. I was like, okay, I, I don't want to have to. This is too many matches. Right? I need to be a bit more. I just thought I would get like 20 or 30 and not waste time figuring out, you know, looking through all the profiles, just take the 20 or 30. Didn't work. That's exactly what most direct women would feel like if they took that strategy. So. Um, yeah, the women who go to these uh, dating agencies, normally over 30, uh, single mom. Again, <laughs> interesting that they're supposed to be so traditional. And yeah, they have, normally have one child, maximum two. And they're there and, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't work out with the, the, the father of the children. Presuming they were married and they've now they've gotten divorced with so the ex-husband. who's not sending them much child support because here in Ukraine, it's very low. Uh, I can't remember the exact amount. Maybe it's $100 a month us maybe it's somewhere in that ballpark what you legally have to pay per child and definitely even if ukraine is a cheap country having a child costs a lot more so basically they you know the top guys here in general they don't want to have a woman who's over 30 definitely over 35 already has kids from a previous relationship because they can have probably a young hottie who's 25 without kids that's the reality so they have a big incentive to go to these agencies and try and find a western guy who they can obviously get to be the surrogate father and move to the US. Not saying that's necessarily a bad thing or a bad match for everybody, but just be aware of it that it's not that they're the only marriage-minded ladies here in Ukraine. I need to use the word ladies because I'm falling into the trap already of pedestalizing them. So the fifth and final piece of bad dating advice for Ukraine that in my opinion, of course, that I see quite often here on YouTube is that you should pay for dates. Now, for a lot of guys are gonna be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why would I be paying for a date? But basically that's what matchmaking is. And I'm not saying like that that's terrible in all instances, but you have to realize what happens if you are effectively paying for dates. So basically you're being matched, you're, you're, you're being matched with someone. Uh, they haven't paid to be part of the, you know, 
matchmaker and they offer you 10 dates, whatever that they arrange for you. And of course, they tell you some marriage minded ladies, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and they're all traditional. And they all think the Western guy is the best thing since sliced bread. You have to understand the dynamics in terms of if you are paying for that service. So what has happened? Basically, what you're communicating, in my opinion, is that uh, you can't get dates back in your own country uh, and that you've got to pay a lot of money uh, in order to go on a date to have arranged with this woman who, remember, probably doesn't. Let's just say she's a sincere woman, right? Not a scammer who's there to obviously try and steal your money and rack up a bill, a thousand bucks, whatever, in the restaurant, but actually genuine woman. Um, she's probably there because she doesn't have great options here and then you're coming and you're actually paying a lot of money just to be on a date with her so just think of the frame already in terms of pedestalization uh basically you had to pay to be on the date with her and that's already a very very weak frame because you're communicating don't have very many other options or that she is such a big option compared to your other your alternatives that you actually have to pay to have it arranged right and this is a big problem that i find with paid dates now of course if there's a massive value gap then probably the fact that you lose some value from this perception that you don't have other options but you're just such i don't know you're you're handsome you're tall you have a lot of money you have your stuff together and um yeah it's a uh, an average looking 35 year old single mom in ukraine well, probably it might still work out because well yeah you can afford to lose a lot of value but you know you got a massive value gap there so uh that's basically indicative of you know what would happen that you've probably lost a lot of value if you go on the paid dates and on top of it haven't spoken to so many guys who have paid for dates they still get catfished quite often i have people who write me long diatribes of how they paid this agency that they thought was the best in the business ten thousand eight thousand dollars and they got catfished the women didn't look like in the photos and uh yeah they got five dates and they told me yeah <laughs> they will be perfect women for you and then they said my friend paid her the same agency and then we, we, they were put up the same woman doesn't look like in the photos they still got scammed um, because another thing but people try to pitch you paid this oh yeah they're all vetted and um, there's no scammers there we remove them I've had coaching clients in my conciliary Connor uh, program who've gone to even legitimate well, this is a legitimate agency not one that's trying to scam them or anything like that I would say probably the best one and it turned out um, that she had a boyfriend and she was living with her boyfriend this guy had paid to be introduced to her and spent then lots of money obviously invested in the relationship and emotions and um, yeah just time and the opportunity cost meeting other women and what happened she was in with the boyfriend you found out so just understand that paid dates are not some sort of panacea not gonna solve your problems the actual best way to be successful dating in Ukraine is in fact to move to Ukraine uh, and spend because just literally you have so much more time <laughs> that is the biggest thing and of course you jump out of all the other boxes I have lots of podcasts about that and I'll link them up above and down below also my high-level program high-level consultation group for guys who are spending three to twelve months here Slavic Utopia Secrets Ukraine actually we're starting when I'm filming this so we'll already be already started season three but I'll leave the link down below for you I'll also put down a link below to my conciliary Connor program where I'm coaching guys about how to be successful also here in Ukraine when they come uh, not falling into all those pitch ups and you get personal access to me on that program I'm going to take your Instagram profile and your tinder profile and revamp them also going to instill you the real man mindset you don't know what that is I have a podcast about that look it up above and down below so that you are put in the best position to be successful also you're gonna be able to troubleshoot everything 
over WhatsApp with me in real time. So if you're actually on a date or you're actually here or something has happened, you can actually get my advice. So it's absolutely fantastic resource and probably the next best thing to actually being on the full Zara experience with me um, where we do the weekend experience together one-to-one. -to -one. Uh, can be somewhere here in Ukraine, of course. I'll leave links to that all down below in the description and I will see you very soon in the next video. Topobachina, Disvadanya from magical Mikolaev in the south of Ukraine. Tsar Experience.